millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Rub to the Dragons has been a little bit of player movement, some injuries in this team, so they're, they're fairly relevant. And there's a couple of spots up for grabs, that's for sure. Firstly, we'll get into a little bit around the, the news around Volkman, guys. So he has been... You know, his contract's been terminated. There's, It's all over the shop as to what's kind of happened here. Nothing's really come out the last few days, but he won't be around. So potentially the stocks for Flanagan, for also Jacob Little could be up there as well. And there seems to be a big fight for that left edge position as well. Scoop, let's get into the Dragons and kick it off with Corey Allen, who just got injured as well, didn't he? Yeah, they've had a couple, couple go down recently. Um Corey Allen's done his ACL, so he'll be out for the majority, if not all the season. And yeah, just probably won't be relevant even when he comes back. Um, be one to look at for next year. And he, he's sort of fading out of relevancy now. I don't know whether we'll see too much more of him. I hope I hope he comes back good. Yeah, I suppose the, the big thing for this team and, and their fantasy stocks would then be who would be after him in the pecking order if there's some injuries that, that we could maybe look at if, if something happened, I suppose. So it's getting to Jack Bird now, one of those guys that there's a lot around him. He wants to play center. His knees are cooked. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jack this year? Where do you think he's going to end up and, and maybe some some thoughts around his play? I still think he's going to move a little bit, but I think that he probably will end up playing either center or if he does play second row he won't be playing 80 minutes he's his knees are wrecked like he needs to take care of himself in order to not basically retire himself early so i really can't see a world where you want to buy him now and yeah i don't think he can get around up and around towards that 50 average like we've seen with those sideways crab crab runs with tackle busts off the off the chest that he loves to do. I just don't quite see him doing it this year. For sure. So he's probably, I suppose, creates some a bit of a worry with that edge position if it ha- if he happens to 
end up there at some point. And I suppose the ability for him to play sometime there, if he is a bench guy, maybe comes off with some edge time and the like, because we have a few guys in contention here. And if you just watch my edge value video, there's some chatter around Ryan Couchman coming in and playing on the edge, given he does that in the, well, the through the juniors and in, in reserve grade as well. And they've got guys like Tom Eisenhuth who can play that position, Dan Russell. So what are your thoughts on that position in general? And do you think that one of these guys will sort of get that 55 to 60 and there might be a bench guy that will come on for 2025? Is that where you're thinking? Yeah, I think that's probably the likely outcome. We've probably got the situation there's either a bench utility, um, which would help the edge position or the isn't which would then hurt the edge position a little bit and but then give you like little and flanagan so we're going to get somebody who's going to be relevant in this dragons team at least uh ryan or tom would both be good options if they do get that 60-ish minutes or so um i think jamie was saying something like about 60 minutes is 10 points of value and i've that's what i've got him down um, for at the moment anything more than that is just pure upside and lots of money yeah, definitely. And I suppose he's one of those guys they could use through the middle for some minutes and, and potentially that edge 20 minutes or so as well. So at that would be annoying, I suppose. Like whoever gets the start is probably the guy we look at, unless it's Jack Bird at this point. Dan Russell might, would probably be a little bit too expensive, which we'll get to him in a sec. But yeah, Ryan's the very the interesting one there. As you've got him here, if it, you know, most of the information is him going to be on the bench like last year, then he would uh, he would not be of any relevance to us. Toby Couchman, more of a middle. Uh, so, yeah, not not much relevance for him at this stage when you've got JDB and Laurie and then you know, Harmacele we'll, we'll get onto as well. Uh, that'll take the bulk of those minutes. Jack DeBellin is someone that I, I'm personally fairly high on, just as a guy that you could probably plug in for the entirety of the year that doesn't play Origin. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, he's one that was in my team for a little while too, but I've t I took him back out just because I'm not a hundred percent sure they'll play him for really massive minutes again this year with a couple of the signings and a new coach. So, look, he's definitely somebody who could start the season strong. I, we both remember the fantastic things that Horsburgh and DeBellin were doing last year, mid and late season, just tearing it up, scoring mid sixties half the time. But yeah, I'm just I'm a little bit wary of paying nearly 800k for someone in round one that I don't know is going to be an out and out superstar. So, I mean, if you want to go ahead and take the risk, sure. Um, it's just, do you think he plays more than 60, 65 minutes? Because if he pushes towards 70, sure. But um, yeah, I'm not certain how it's going to pan out at this stage. Yeah, I'm thinking that way too with the emergence of. Ryan Couchman as, as potentially someone to take some minutes there. Harme Selly coming over and Tom Eisenhuth, and then maybe he doesn't need to play the huge minutes. Just on that, it probably that risk alone, it's it can be worth leaving him out, like exactly like you said. So Eisenhuth as well, you, you touched on him a little bit. Anything more to note just on him as a player, or, or anything different from the from what I've said? No, not too much. I mean, he's another guy coming from a good system. He's got a bit of experience. I think he, if he does get that role, he'll be helpful for the Dragons. I think that, honestly, he sh should be talked about more compared to some of these other edge options between about 400 and about 550k. There's a lot of them out there. Tom Eisenhuth is probably a little bit underrated, I guess. I, I quite like him. 
Yeah, well, someone that brings along, along a lot of experience is what this Dragons side needs, really. Like they, they've just been sitting there with Ben Hunt as the guy that has all the experience and and maybe a Lomax and, and no one really else. And I think Tom can fit into that mold and you probably want him on the park as much as possible in this side. Um, that's, where, that's where I like him, but we'll have to see what coach says about that one. For sure. All right, we've got the the Fago brothers. So Matt and Maxi there. So Matt is that fair bit cheaper, but yeah, give us your thoughts on those two anyway. Yeah, look, outside backs in a team that isn't expected to do super well or score a lot of points, they mainly rely on those tries, those attacking line breaks and tackle busts and things like that when the team's rolling. And if the team doesn't do much of that, they don't score particularly well. I think that um, there's not room for both of them probably just the one of them because, well, you've got guys like Lomax, you've got Suli, uh, and you've got Sloan potentially and things like that. I just think that if they're basement, sure, you could have a look at them and they can trickle upwards in value, but it's hard to see them doing too much in this dragon side. Yep, and uh, Viliami Fafida unlikely to get that spot at the moment. Uh, Sione Finau as well, at 250k forward that comes over. There's been a little bit of chat around him. Have you heard too much around that? Not so much, but even if he does come in, I wouldn't expect him to play a huge minute role immediately. Maybe he's somebody that if he does work into the and play as well, we can look at later. But um, yeah, not not to start with unless interesting things come up in TLT for me. Yeah, well, you can see the forwards aren't really a, a position that they have a big issue with, isn't it? It's more the outside backs that are fairly inconsistent for this side as to why they kind of struggle a little bit, so... Yeah, probably not the, the one to look at. We need that gun outside back coming through, I think. Carl Flanagan. All right. So with Volkman out, <laughs> so the talk here beforehand was that he was going to be in there to, well, they're looking for what hooker cover minutes. And so things have kind of changed a little bit now. And so, yeah, like he's he obviously played a lot of time at hooker. Is he just going to go straight into the six or do you think they'll find someone else? It's hard to say. It's one of those things that we're going to have to watch very closely as the season uh, the preseason pans out because the guy who looked like it might potentially do that, well, he's just failed his medical. And I think he's in, in limbo between two clubs at the moment. So mm. he really needs um, to have that certainty that he is the five eighth um, in the halves to start round one, because if there's a utility or another half around, there's a huge chance he'll play some hooker minutes and maybe he just slots into the 14 role. If he does get the six role, 80 minutes. What's your analysis on him? Yeah, I think that he will, he's got value. I don't know if he's got really high value. Like he he's a starting half for 350K. That's, that's, you've got to expect a little bit of value there. But I went back and had a look at some of the other halves that have been partnered with Ben Hunt in the last few years, mainly Tom uh, Amone. And Look, Hunt's really dominated the proceedings. He dominates the kick meters in the playmaking and Lomax does the goals generally. However, the thing will be that pushes Flanagan from an okay option to a really good option is if he does start kicking goals in trials because Lomax struggled in the first half of the year. I think he changed his kicking tee or something like that. Yeah. But if <laughs> Flanagan ends up kicking over Lomax, full steam ahead, he could have 10, 15 points of value even. Yeah, that would just give him get him there pretty comfortably, wouldn't it? Whereas you do see a lot of those scores in sort of the high twenties, high to mid twenties, which is kind of his base. Um, but on top of that, is he going to get the try assists in this type of team? 
They will be. They'll score tries. They're they're a team that has has that in them. But uh, yeah, they'll have games where they get pumped, and he'll he'll make his tackles right. Um, the kick meters will probably be lowish. So based around that twenty ish, and then a little bit of attack, and yeah, you, you, really, it's probably the big thing is you're not going to get hurt by him, are you? If if you if you leave him out. No, I think I went and looked, and I don't think Amana ever got to 500k next to Ben yeah. Hunt. There you and go. That's 150k for Flanagan. So, do you do it without goals? Yeah, and he's probably got a bit more. Amana's probably got a bit more, uh, yeah, style and flamboyancy than than Flanagan, being sort of the meat and potatoes type of guy. So, yeah, interesting one. Let's just see what happens. That goal kicking is going to be the the draw point, as you said. Ben Hunt at 696, kind of ends up around this 50 points. Each and every year, uh, the missed tackles really kill him, don't they? Any any way that we could get him into our side, or is it something to do with him playing hooker, maybe? He's had a couple of seasons where he's done pretty well or had stretches where he's gone on a bit of a run and taken this team around the park by the scruff of the neck. But from what we've heard in the last 12 months, he's not particularly happy there. They've refused to let him go, and... I just don't think he'll do that now, um, given that he's in the back end of his career. He'll probably sit at about a 50 average again this year. For sure. Uh, Blakey Laurie, interesting couple of notes you've got on him there. Yeah, uh, Laurie was a really nice draft pickup for me last year to start with, but then he dropped off quite a lot when DeBellin started coming in and playing big minutes. Um, yeah, you can see you can see from that analysis there, it was a 10-minute drop from DeBellin basically being in the team. So with Sele also coming in, I think he'll sit around mid-40s rather than high-40s, 50s. So no value there. For sure. Uh, Jacob Little, another interesting one here for sure. And, and that Vulcan news changes things a little bit. What are your thoughts on, on Little? Do you like him as a player in general? Do you think Look, there's some value there? If all the signs are that Little plays 80 minutes, he could be one of the best hooker options going around. I am skeptical. I think they'll do something somehow um, for somebody to take 10 or 15 off him because I've never seen him really be an 80-minute hooker consistently. Like when he was at the Tigers and when he was at the Dragons, he's always like played 80 for a couple games and then he's played like 55, 65, 70, 60 sort of minutes. Mm. If he can finally this year turn into... Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. To a close to 80-minute player, he'll be fantastic. But yeah, 
It, we just have to watch those signings as we come towards the start of the season. Yeah, with Empire gone, that's that's obviously big news. And then, yeah, if Flanagan's got the six, then who else takes the the nine minutes? Really, that's the, that's the big thing. So I definitely have some interest in him across fantasy, across Supercoach potentially more so, just with him having that a bit more of attacking flamboyancy. So yeah, interesting one of that, Mister Jacob Little, Zach Lomax, not a target unless he's a fullback. No, not not unless he's at fullback. He had a couple of games there uh, last year. I think all three games he played fullback, he made over 200 metres and he was sort of running around. Um, there's some chatter about him doing like a Joey Manu type role where he roams a bit and does a bit of everything, pops up everywhere. It should be really good for his points. But yeah, he's in the Dragons, not the Roosters as well. So you'd probably want the one, the one jersey on his back before you'd look at him to start the year. Definitely. Uh, the Molo brothers. Yeah, the Francis and Michael Molo both just been really decent servants for the Dragons over the last couple of years. I just don't see their role suddenly improving for for any reason. Like they've got Sele coming in, they've got the Couchman brothers that are starting to come through. Do they go down instead of up? Yeah, probably to start minutes wise anyway. Ben Murdoch, moneymaker Masilla. <laughs> what a man. Any thoughts? Uh, what a what a legend! The stalwart of our teams last year um, will be fondly remembered in years to come. <laughs> and Tommy Talao. Oh god! All right, Cody Ramsey. I hope. Yeah, we haven't really heard much on him, have we? Like, do you know much of him being like? Is he okay? Or I think I heard recently that he's still um, recovering from it, so he might oh. be out again this year, or at least for a while to start with. I really, really would hope, um, I really, really would like to see him recover from this because it sounds like a terribly nasty injury um, uh, or condition really is, that he's going through. So I, I would love to see him get back to some some top flight footy, but um, we'll just have to re- remain and see whether that happens. For sure. Uh, Ravalawa seems to be the, the up, he's fairly consistent actually. He'll have, his, he'll have his stretches where he's a 50 plus average guy, but then he'll go missing for a while, doesn't he? Bit of a draft pickup, yeah. Potentially, he's sort of like a, the Sevo of the right wing. He he makes a few tries, busts a few tackles, and then sits at about forty average a lot of the time. So, yeah, he'll do that again this year, I expect. Dan Russell priced himself a bit too high, didn't he, with his late season efforts? And those who grabbed him last uh, at the end of the season will will really remember him for those good forty plus scores for the most part. Uh, even if he gets that spot, to no. Yeah, I think, well, he's priced at a 40 average already. If they've got Tom Eisenhuth and um, uh, the other edge that is coming through, like, Gatchman. can you see 80 minutes? I, I don't know if I can. I think 60 and then 20 from one of the other two is probably where we're going to get. So not at, not at a 40 price point. Yeah, he just benefited from those injuries the end of last year with, with sewer and the like. So uh, harm selling 450 K it's not a ridiculous price, but still it would still be a bit of a risk picking up anyone from this price point. Obviously what are your thoughts on him? What kind of minutes are we, are we expecting from him? We'll get into the pack predictor in a second. Yeah, I think he's going to get a, f- uh, a few minutes. I think he's probably going to get about five minutes more than he was at Souths, but that's not, not quite enough to really push him into, into our consideration unless more people go down and then you've got 
all sorts of other questions popping up, like is Debellin re relevant? Are these other guys relevant? And what's going to happen? So I think he'll be one to just keep an eye on in 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 the back of our heads, but yeah, not not enough value to start the year. For sure. Uh, Tyrell Sloan started 250 last year. That's where his relevance came in, but a 465 now, it's a no? No. He, it's, he's a funny um, type of player because he's got some fantastic uh, attack and explosiveness, a bit like Reese Walsh, but he hasn't got um, the consistency, which is which is funny to say when you're comparing him to Reese Walsh as well. But yeah, he 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 scored like ten points in seventy minutes, and then would have a twenty five point play to get to that sort of thirty five average. So not not the kind of guy you want to start with at his price. Definitely, and Jaden Sua at six thirty three. It's a, a tad too expensive for someone that hasn't really gone over fifty much. Yeah, he had a stretch last year where he was doing all right, but that's sort of the first time he's really done that. So not not a not an over six hundred k. He was like 50, 51, 52, 53, 51 for like six weeks in a row. Something was pretty cool. Uh, Moses Sully just extended for another three years. Excited for for him in that contract. That's awesome. Like for him to what's he played now? Like sort of seven or eight seasons in the NRL is impressive at 458 458k there any between the 30 and the 40 mark you'd imagine for him yeah i i had a, almost a little bit of interest in him at first but because he's averaged a little bit higher than that previous seasons i think he averaged about 40 in 2022 mm. and similar in a couple of other games but yeah, it's just not really somebody you want to gamble on at that awkward price point when there's a lot of other safer options. Just in the team, isn't it? Yeah, if he, if he, at this price is in a top tier side, then then he probably can get near the 550, 600, couldn't he? But in this team, it's going to be that up and down for sure. Uh, then we got a few of the young fellas, and then I suppose Paul Turner's the other the other guy that uh, could be the number six option, but he's kind of just moves around clubs at the moment and, and plays a lot of reserve grade, doesn't he? Yeah, well, with Volkman gone, there is potential that he might be the 14 now, I guess. But uh, yeah, if he's the 14, you don't buy him. Like 20 minutes off the bench, that's not somebody you want in your fantasy team. Who do they have as the 14 then? Let's just say Flanagan 6. Who's in the 14 role? If it's probably either him or somebody that hasn't been added to their top 30 yet, um, which was Connor oh, Muleson, who played <laughs> at the back end of the year. He actually started for a couple of games over Little, I think. So mm. I wouldn't be surprised with Volkman dropping out to see him added to their top 30 shortly. So I'd okay. say what will happen is one of those two will be on the bench. Yeah, well, that, that's interesting. That makes probably a bit more sense for him. So looking at your pack predictor now, Bench consists of both Couchmans, Francis Molo, and obviously Mullison as well. So, yeah, it's about right, 35, 40 minutes, sort of their top two guys off the bench. A little bit of cover there. Laurie for the 50 minutes, that makes sense based on the, the numbers he had with, with DeBellin, 65 minutes. Tommy Eisenhuth, you've got him, you've got him in there getting the nod. Let's hope it um I really do hope it goes through because he will be in my side for sure. Um yeah, tell us a bit more around some of the values from these guys. Yeah, as you can see, Eisenhuth, the only real one with a lot of value out of this Ford pack. You've got guys like Little and Sele, sort of that borderline five points 
if they're getting that expected role. Little's the one that you'd want to look at more if he does get more than 60 minutes mm. because at at that predicted 60 minutes, he's still got four points of value, nearly five. If he bumped it up to 65, say, um, and it was Paul Turner on the bench instead of Molesen, then I'd be more confident in him being uh, an option for your second hooker on your bench. But um, as it stands, we'll probably just have to watch the the spine signings for the Dragons as the preseason progresses. For sure. Yeah, I suppose at the moment it's Little, Asnuth, whoever it is in those two spots, they're our big ones to look at. And there, there will be games then where if injuries and stuff happen, they, they, they're going to be likely to be the guys to get those extra minutes, right? So I suppose you yeah. you have them there as that base minutes. And if you're happy enough with that value, with some potential upside in, you know, Eisenhuth could easily be an 80 guy. Like he's played a lot of 80 minute edge games. It just depends which way they go on that bench. Because if you're saying Couchman's going to take that 20, yeah, you're expecting those sort of the starters to get some some big minutes there. And does like, does Francis Molo get that 40? Who knows, hey? They yeah. could drop him down as well, couldn't they? But and then is Laurie expect you know, is he expecting bigger minutes considering he had played lots of like sort of mid to high fifties games as well? It's it's hard, it's probably hard to predict at this point and, and even gonna be hard to predict in, from the trials unless we unless they go, Yep, yeah, we're gonna play it exactly like we are for round one, hey. Yeah. A, a thing that we might end up seeing instead of both Couch and Brothers on the bench is as you said, if um uh, Molo isn't to play 40 minutes maybe Ryan or maybe one of the captain brothers could play a couple more prop minutes and then we could see uh, Dan Russell onto the bench and taking some of those edge minutes but um, yeah it'll just be trials as to confirm what happens yeah and yeah given we know Ryan plays plays a lot of edge um, having him on there there's just no guarantee that that the um that the left edge guy gets those massive minutes, hey, because it could just be switches and but then Eisenhuth could play some middle. So yeah, it's a little bit all over the shop. Let's get into their draw. Um, something that we uh know for sure, right? Which is cool. So their start to the season, they don't have a buy all the way through until round eleven, which is a great time to have a buy if you're looking to hold someone throughout that buy period, considering then they play 13, 14, 17, and 19 missing out on 16 and 20 there. So if you wanted to, you could trade one of these guys out at, at round 16 if you if you had any of them in your side. So they're definitely a very, very relevant relevant team there. And you're looking at, you know, sort of round four, five, and six. By that point, we'll know roles, we'll know injuries, and yeah. it could be a good time to sort of grab one or, one or two of these guys if we don't start with them, right? Yeah, some um, somebody who picks up a couple of minutes might be really good value around that time. Or even somebody like Little, if he's good enough to be in your team, not quite that elite level keeper you want, maybe you sell him after about around 14, 15, and then bring in a cheapie for that round 19 and then move to that keeper hooker in after after Origin. Mm. It's interesting. They do have one of the better, better buy schedules, don't they? Yeah, they've got a... A surprisingly decent start to the year based on last year's ladder. But yeah, I mean, you could have Seals doing all right with Turbo there. Um, Sharks and Knights are pretty tough. But um, yeah, they're, they're also the Dragons, so you can't read too much into the draw. 
yeah, I suppose more as, as long as they're not getting pumped 50 nil and and the like, then uh, then they'll be fine. And and with that buy in round 20, it's probably a good time to either use one or two of them as loopers, or that's the best time to get them to one of those finishing guns, right? So really that round 11 is going to be cool for looping. Round 16 is that one where it's like, oh, either just hold through or trade them there. And if you do hold through to round 19, um, one of those guns, you know, maybe it's a guy's like, oh, well, we were going to want them in round 19 because there's not many available. And then round 20, you could you could move on. So, yeah, it's solid in that. And, and that's probably what a middle of the road draw, isn't it? In in terms of difficulty, they don't have, they don't have a Panthers team in there until round 13 when they're going to miss all their origin guys anyway. So, yeah, it's a, it's a fun one. And uh, there'll definitely be some interest for Dragons players across the season. It's just probably a team that's going to make or break a few of our seasons, isn't it? Just if you go for one of those those mid-tier guys or you, you pick up a little or or a Flanagan or something like that um, from that start. So very interesting. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 